Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 21 or 22. Uh, my guest today is Josh Heinrichs and his wife, uh, Katie. Uh, Josh is a reggae singer who was uh, international. You guys were international, right? Ja Roots? Uh, we were just national known band, yeah. You know, people started to know about us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I read on the internet that, and you've been solo since 2008. Yeah. 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 And Josh came up to me at I'm in Springfield, Missouri, his hometown. And he came up to me after a show, him and his wife, and they were really cool. And uh, and he bought a DVD, which I feel like a dick about now because he's given me so much merchandise. No <laughs> Gotta be supportive. But uh, he bought a DVD, and him and his wife were really cool. And and we were just gonna hang out, you know, because I like the guy. And and then come to find out, you are. Um, you're pretty big. You're pretty fucking big, man. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to. You're a and you're a badass. I was watching some of your stuff, and I love music. I love all kinds of music, reggae. Um, I love everything, but I am terrible about knowing who anyone is. Mm-hmm. Like to this day, people can be like, "Oh, that's a Prince song," and I'm like, "That's Prince? I had no fuck. I've been living that song my whole life and had no idea who it was." Yeah, right. So the fact that you are really well known. And I don't know you doesn't mean shit because <laughs> I am the worst about that stuff. Um, and then and then I was watching your stuff on YouTube and and you're a beast, man. You're always out in LA. You've been traveling for how long? You've been doing this now? Um, since I was a kid, man. It's just uh, LA and California has a really really good reggae market compared to the Midwest, so <laughs> that's why I'm always out there. You know, yeah. it just seems to be more accepted. Where do you mainly play? Um, in, in California. In California. Yeah. Um, uh, California, Florida, Texas. Florida. Oh. Just wherever there's a good, you know, beach scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Servers. And, and you love comedy, so you're always at the comedy store. Yes. So, I'm, you know, my name's on the wall there. Yeah, um, man. And, uh, and it's just funny that you hang out there all the time. And <laughs> it's just such a small world. Yeah, bro. And some of the coolest people you meet and things, it's just weird how life works out, you yeah. know? And the people you... Like to get to get into the Laugh Factory in, in Hollywood, I ultimately went back to Kansas City, where I'm from, and featured for a guy who knew a guy who got me on a show, and blah blah blah. But I had to go back to Kansas City after living in L.A. for years yeah. for a guy to hook me up with something in L.A. That's funny, you know. And just the people you meet and mm-hmm. uh, out here doing this shit. So you've been doing it for a living for how long? Um, gosh. Since uh, 2009, have we personally been paying our bills through music? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We had, um, we had uh, the band, and, and the band is always an effort to further the band. So when you're in a band, you put all the money into the band, to the to the band, to the trailer, to the... Yeah. And so you kind of get left out in the mix, you know, um, especially when you're trying to make the band grow and do things. Yeah. Then, uh, like, CDs. T-shirts, everything. So when I left the band, it was like, you know, I mean, people don't want to hear it, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Just uh, as far as, you know. Um, because you have to, in a, like you said, in a band, you guys have to split all the money. Is that right? Yeah, but we don't even split the money. No. Okay. Well, we, uh, 100% of the money went to the band. We had like a band fund. Okay. okay. Which, is, which is a smart way for a band to make it. You sure. know what I'm saying? If a band wants to make it, they can't start from day one separating the money because then you're never going to get a van. You're never going to get a trailer. You're never going to okay. get equipment. You know what I'm saying? So but that meant everybody still needed side jobs. Exactly. So if you're in a band and, and every, all the money's going, you, you still got to work and everything. So it's really, it's a really hard thing when you're in a band because 
you got to have six dudes or five, however many people's in the band, be able to get off work that weekend, or sure. you know, or if it's a week long tour or something. Yeah. And especially if you get a good opportunity to do like a two month tour or something with some big band, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of schedules to coordinate. Yeah, I didn't exactly. even think about that aspect. A lot of oh, bro. It's, like it's a lot. And you gotta deal with, you gotta be married people. to six dudes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're, you're pooping and peeing and everything, you know, to get really personal. Everybody's yeah. doing the same thing. And if you've got a gross dude in the band or. Yeah. Somebody, somebody that, that has an annoying habit or yeah, something. Yeah, doesn't wash themselves properly oh, every man. day or, or you know. Extreme OCD, then. I have extreme OCD. Like, <laughs> I'm like psycho. Like, I'm a clean freak to the max. And okay. so. Dude, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you know, it's just, just like I'm like, bro, yeah, we've been man. in the band for like eight days, and you haven't changed your shirt, and you're like, you're not putting on deodorant, bro. And like, you know, I'm not calling anybody out, but you know, what I'm saying, then everybody knows, like, especially yeah. when you get in the band, things can get. There's always a stage. crazy. Every once in a blue moon, some some booker will ask me if I can share a hotel with somebody, and I'm like. No. no way, bro. <laughs> I mean, that hasn't happened in a and I don't think I ever actually have done that, but it, the idea's been proposed, and I'm like, man, I wouldn't want to do that if I loved the guy. Yeah, you know, right? Much less some dude I've never fucking met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I never even thought about that, and, and I was telling, my cousin AJ is a one-man band. He mm-hmm. just went to Ireland, and he makes his own instruments. I mean, he's a talented motherfucker, but he travels all over the country and now the world uh, in this in the, in I think a van and with his dog and it's just him, but man, he has some hard times with that thing, like breaking down yeah. and like people trying to screw him on money mm-hmm. and and he'll drive across the country and be completely out of money and they're like, here's your check and he's like, dickhead, I need cash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like I need some cash to get back home and yep. and it's just a really if there's anything harder than making it as a comic, whatever making it is, it's probably being a musician i mean to say i feel like we're in the same boat bro you know what i'm saying but but we're not i feel like you have it even harder like we were talking about the other night where i am paid every night to go out and do the exact same songs that people want to hear and you run into a problem where it's like people want to hear different shit every night you know what i'm saying they're following you you know and so it's really a uh, and they don't realize that a good that's a hard job (laughs) joke and a good comedy set is kind of like a song there's a yeah there's a rhythm to it yeah and when you insert when you bring it when you know now my my 50 minutes that i've got that i've been doing is really freaking tight and i'm happy with it and i've been trying to sneak in new stuff but it changes the rhythm Mm -hmm. of the whole thing and people don't want to hear that shit they don't care and it's not you know but it is you know you have to sneak it in and make it make it make sense not mm-hmm. just be funny and throw it in anywhere I'm kind of a perfectionist that yeah. way and, and that's how that's where my OCD is I'm mm-hmm. like you know I hear it I hear it when it's not when they don't laugh the way that I'm that I designed mm-hmm. <laughs> to get it fucks with me in my yeah. head I'm just like I hate you fucking <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know and that's one advantage you have you can just play through it like yeah. you know but I also don't have to hear everybody's opinions. <laughs> you can hear like you can hear like no, a pin drop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's like blasting music is all I'm saying. Like whenever you're that, that's just to me. Your job just seems so much more intricate, bro. It's just, well, <laughs> I, I, having to stand up there and just I, oh deal with hecklers alone. That would oh my god. I don't think I could handle that. Well, <laughs> I realized pretty early on about hecklers because um, at first I would get real nervous. You know, anytime there was any kind of heckler situation. And then I realized pretty early on that people who holler shit out in public situations generally aren't that smart. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and if you give them enough time, 
they'll fucking they'll they'll do all Hang the work. themselves. Yeah, yeah. they'll do all the work for mm-hmm. you. Sometimes I'll go, "What was that?" And they, if sometimes they won't repeat <laughs> themselves at all. But just saying, "What was that?" gives me enough time to form because I already, I know what that motherfucker said. Yeah. But I want him to say it again because I need a few seconds to think of something. Yeah. And then so there's all bro, these little tricks. When the guy got up the other night and he go, "Bro, you got to poop." That <laughs> 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 like made me die laughing, bro. I don't think he uh, appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, but it seemed like he got mad about. But it. don't leave a damn comedy show. Shit, it's only an hour, bro. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this lady the other night, it turned into a pretty funny thing. She got up with about five minutes left. And I was like, really? I'm almost done. Why don't you sit the fuck back down? Because <laughs> it was just one of those crowds where I could play with her like that. And it turned out she was a teacher and she couldn't, I was asking if she'd been to jail and and she was one of those people that just rambled all day about, I'm like, just answer the fucking question. <laughs> yeah, oh you know? And she's like, I'm a teacher. And I'm like, oh, well, no wonder this country's good in the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And sometimes it goes well, and sometimes they get pissy. Oh, but uh, I just gave him the mic. Well, man. that's all but, I can think about with the poop guy was, who comes to the comedy show and can't take a joke? Like, you would expect something like that yeah. if you're going to get up and be, like, the Ousting guy getting yourself. up in yeah. the middle of the room. Yeah. You, you know it might happen, you know, and be yeah. smart enough to know like oh he's not gonna interrupt his joke for this i'm going now mm-hmm. you know because i'll see people that get up and i'm like oh you got up in the sweet spot <laughs> <laughs> like when i'm not in the middle of a joke lucky you yeah <laughs> but as far as um as you thinking my job's harder than yours i am completely the, any anytime you see someone who can do something you don't do like i don't i can't play an instrument to save my life mm-hmm. my brother and my dad could play by ear and they could draw and all this stuff, and I can't draw a straight line with a fucking ruler beside it. <laughs> I can't play any instruments. So I'm just in awe of anyone who can play an instrument, yeah. write a book, whether it gets published or not. Yeah. You know, just there are some things that I'm just in awe of. And, same as uh, me. And so when I watch when I watch you, I think the same thing. Like, wow, I could never do that. Like the idea of singing or doing anything besides trying to be funny in front of people scares the shit out of me. Yeah. My grandmother passed away, and I did her eulogy, and you talk about. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, in a church with all my family there yeah. and and that's making my heart beat real hard right? just thinking about that yeah, because people don't know whether they should be laughing or not yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did this thing in the eulogy I said uh, something about my grandmother's kitchen and I was like I was like that's where I learned that individually wrapped cheese sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper because it sucks. And yeah. the church just stared at me. I was like, man, I thought that was going to kill. Because uh, <laughs> they all still love it and buy it. And they're uh, looking right? at me like, what is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, know there is still individually wrapped cheese in my grandma's refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, sure I think right the kind now. you got to peel off myself. But um, So who is your biggest musical influence? Your, your dad? Oh, yeah, for sure. And today is his birthday, right? Yeah, today is my dad's birthday. Yeah, That's I so funny, that, man. I saw that on yeah. Instagram. Happy yeah, birthday, yeah, Pops. Yeah. How, how old was he? Uh, he would be 59 today. And his name was? Jim. Jim. That's yeah. my dad's name. Oh, that's funny, bro. Yeah, and my, <laughs> and my brother. My dad and my brother's name. My uh, last name is Heinrichs, but when I was a kid, everybody always messed it up. It was like Hendrix. I always thought it was Hendrix. And so, and so people would know my dad was named Jim. Like, dude, your dad's Jimmy Hendrix, bro. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you should have been like, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm half black. <laughs> <laughs> He had some serious soul, though. Did he? Sure. Did he? Uh, um, did he do it for a living? No, no. He was a welder, and uh, 
He welded his whole life, and he just liked to jam. Yeah, man, he was uh, it was like Rolling Stones and uh, you know stuff like Led Zeppelin, The Who. He had a local band here in Springfield, The Hostages. They played around. They had gigs. They just never really took it outside of Springfield. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm sure they put like you know other little Mm -hmm. places around here, but yeah, you know, and and you know, sometimes you just have to do it to enjoy it. Like I was reading this book about breaking through your creative blocks and all this crap, but it was talking about that. You know, you just gotta. You know, it doesn't have to be on a huge level. Like I. I've been doing this for a living for a long time, and of course I'd like to get more well-known and all that stuff, but like a friend of mine is always saying like, man, one of these days you're going to make it. And I'm like, well, I haven't had a day job in 16 years. Right? Maybe, maybe I have made it. <clears> yeah, exactly. And what makes you the gatekeeper? Of what exactly. making it really Bro, that, uh, yeah. that's what I always tell myself. You know, like, I just had to like hang that dream up a long time ago. I'm like, bro, I'm not going to be like, there's like bands that we, in the reggae market, you know, and that are just... You know, they're like the, the big bands, and like, though, every show they play, they have like 10,000 people, you know? And it's like, <clears throat> I always wanted to be that guy, but I'm just like, man. Dude, I think you're I'm... in the best possible situation. Exactly. Because, because you have a huge following. You're doing really well at what you do. You have a beautiful family. Yeah. You live somewhere normal, um, where, you know, you <laughs> and normal you're just around yeah. normal people you pay a normal amount of money for your house yeah. whereas in california you know this house would cost you two million dollars yeah um you have a huge following you but you can walk down the street and not be mobbed and shit yeah. that is perfect that's yeah, like bro. brian regan shit uh, he's a comic who yeah i'm sure you yeah it's the conversation we had about what a fan you are about comedy in general i know you know regan and people, I forget about him all the time. Like when people say, "Like who do you think the best are?" and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I forget. But Brian Regan is the shit. Top five on no. anybody's list who knows what the fuck they're oh, talking yeah, about. And sure. if they don't say Brian Regan, then they probably don't know what the fuck they're yeah, talking about. Exactly. Because he's not only clean, but that guy is just. You talk about a, a material machine. Yeah, bro. He writes like a motherfucker, and he is a millionaire. And he sells out huge places, and he can walk down the street, and nobody knows who he yep. is. And I'm like, that is superpower shit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is super uh, cool. Dude, so you're on the same path, you know? Yeah, bro. I'm, you're I'm on totally, the same. That's what I'm saying. I have no complaints, man. Uh, yeah. We're really happy. Yeah. Because it's all we ever really wanted when we were young, and he was playing music. So you guys have been to together be for a play. long time? Almost, yeah, 15 We've years. We've been married 15 we... years together, 16 years. Our oldest is going to be 15 next Next month, okay. September. Awesome. Well, yeah, when we first had kids, man, like we were, we were living at her mom's house and shit, and it was hardcore, you know. But I don't know. We've always the goal was never like be rich and famous. It was to pay our bills, bills with music, with yeah. you know, and be able to put food on the table and shit. And so now we're able to do that, and like I'm totally comfortable. Yeah, when I was in college, that was that was my thing. When I finally decided to be a comic, that I was that I was going to do this for a living. I went to my counselor the very next day, and I changed my major. I, I was like, I was already been in school for four years, so I should go ahead and get a degree. And I went to her and I'm like, I want to be a stand. I'm not going to be a teacher and a wrestling coach. I want to be a stand-up comedian. And she looked out at me like I was crazy, but I was like, trust me, it'll be fine. That's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to do this for a living. I wasn't like, I'm going to get famous. I was yeah. like, I, was, I just thought it would be cool to travel around the country and go to comedy clubs or wherever they want to pay you to do comedy. And yeah. And do that. And and dude, there's a built-in circuit just for that, you know? It's yeah. all these comedy clubs that are just looking for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, it's a little harder these days with social media and all that stuff. And uh, 
probably going to pick your brain later about that stuff. <laughs> you were telling me you're pretty good at that stuff. Uh, well, I don't know. There's probably people that are different. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try my hardest is what yeah, I should it's, say. It's, it's, a different, uh, it's a different animal. It's a whole different, yeah. different animal. But... Anyway, I'm rambling. I don't know what the hell I was even... What the hell did I ask you two seconds ago? Uh, I don't remember, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. You can play the tape back. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so your biggest musical influence is your dad because he was always uh, playing and all that stuff. What's your favorite part about being a musician? Just the actual playing? Uh, yeah, just being able to do my job and not have to do it. Bro, there's... Not I having to, to answer it. I called her like probably ten times in our... I don't know, five times in our marriage. And being like, babe, this guy is a piece of shit. He's treating me like shit. He's yelling at me, telling me that I suck and like I'm worthless. And, he was like, and all my jobs, all these different jobs. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I dropped out of high school, bro. Like, I, I had like I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything to offer if I'm not playing music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I could wash dishes and shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, anyways, so many times I called her and I'm like, dude. This guy is just, like, lighting me up, and I hate it. Like, I'm, I'm just, like, ready to say, fuck you. I'm, like, I'm yeah. done. She's, like, every the most... I think that's what helps a lot, too, is, like, she's always supportive, man, and just... My friend James Johan used to have some shitty jobs, and he would he would call it... When he would quit, he would call it taking out the trash. <laughs> yeah. Because what he would do was uh, he'd tell the manager, I'm going to take out the trash, and he'd walk out the back door and never Gone. come oh, back. Hey. <laughs> hey, bro. You would do the same shit? We have some pretty memorable quits. <laughs> yeah. We, we quit, quit jobs we together. We quit jobs together before. <laughs> my whole point was just like... Break, yeah. Dude, I yeah. never took any jobs I had seriously growing up. Yeah. I mean, I did them or whatever, but like at grocery stores, I remember working with kids that are yeah, like you're not supposed to do that. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. year at Hen House, I'm yeah, 16. Bro. I'm gonna yeah. wield my power. No. You know, I'd put a dollar coupon in the register that I found, and I'd take a dollar out because I didn't have any money yeah, and go bro. buy something on my break. And oh, yeah, I mastered quitting. I was really good at yeah. quitting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what your question was, but something to do with that. Oh, yeah. we were we were talking. You, you started talking about. Uh, how great What's it is. Favorite part, favorite part of being a musician. And that's my favorite part of being a musician is not having to deal with other people's shit. To a lot of people. Yeah, man. Uh, that was my sole reason of trying to do this business. And like, I was like, oh man, I gotta Be fucking, got to make it. Yeah. I got to do this. Not yeah. make it like how we were talking about, but just make it out of this. You well, know? to do it and, you know, do it, do it well and yeah. do it for a living and get paid well and, yeah. and have a following. I mean, that's, you know, and it's just going to get better. That was all like, the added bonus, you know what I'm saying? It was just, shit, I just knew. I was like, bro, I could quit this dishwashing job right now, and I could just try and find, like, an acoustic show every night of the week, at least, for like, 100 bucks. You know, I'll go in there and sing yeah. for three hours. I don't give a shit. They give me 100 bucks. If I do that seven nights a week, that's 700 bucks, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Hopefully, I can do that every week, and that would be enough for me to pay my bills. Yeah, I worked at a restaurant, and, and right at the two-year mark of doing comedy, the restaurant closed down, and at that point, I was making a few hundred bucks a week, every week, doing comedy somewhere, so I've just never gotten another job, and that yeah. was 16 and a half years ago. Um, and once you have the motivation to do it, and you see that it's possible and shit, like, just more shit just keeps lining up, and so... Yeah, it really yeah. does. Every, every year, I freak out at some point about my schedule. And it, it always, you know, it always works out. It fills in and, mm -hmm. and at different times and at different paces sometimes. And bookers start booking things for me at different, uh, um, different times of the year. They, they'll change it up on you and, and that, mm -hmm. you know, that throws your own schedule off. And anyway, well, I don't want to get into that bullshit. It's kind of <laughs> But um, but the, that is something I kind of I have to admit I take it for granted sometimes and I and and 
have to remind myself to be thankful for the fact that I don't have to answer to anybody mm -hmm. and I can I can plan my own schedule and those are blessings to not yeah, have bro. to and it makes you it sounds so cheesy but it really does make you believe in yourself you're like dude I'm totally capable of doing this and only taking it farther if I really want to yeah. buckle down and work the fuck on it you know what yeah. I'm saying but like like you said I'm totally happy where I'm at right now so yeah it's only up to you you know how much further you go I guess you know yeah well and having children and all that I don't think you're gonna I don't think you're gonna slack off now. No, hell no. That was another. That was, that's that what was, was a huge say. motivation. Yeah, yeah. Once we had kids, I was like, uh, dude, I'm either gonna like just be jacking around, or I'm like really gonna try and write songs that matter and shit. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we've, uh, you know, that that might happen happen for me sometime in the very near future. So, uh, you know, we'll see how much motivation it gives me. But, uh, I, I would think it would, you know, yes. and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, um, speaking of being cheesy, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what that love feels like yeah, bro. for your own child. But it's not cheesy. It's, no, it's not cheesy. You know, you know, people, the way people describe Human. it and like a buddy of mine who's, you know, wrestler, and, you know, one of the toughest guys I've ever met, and he's, but he's real sarcastic and hilarious, and he's like, you know, I used to hear people say shit, like, he's got a son now, and he's like, I used to hear people say shit, like, oh, I'd die for my kid, and I'd kind of roll my eyes, like, yeah, fuck off, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and now, I, now he's like, and now I have a kid, yeah. and I get it, I, yeah. I get it, you know, but you see other people's kids sometimes, and you're like, I'll be in the airport sometimes, and I'm just like, Look at that poor miserable bastard. Oh, like you'll right. have two screaming stupid kids yep. and some wife who you can just tell sucks and she's exactly. in his ass all the time. And she's yep. bitching him at the at the airport in front of people, so you know how bad it is oh, at yeah. home. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. And this guy and just got his thing. head down. I'm you like never oh. let everybody's situation is so different too. So never let somebody else's crazy experience deter yeah. you from Yeah, like when I first got married and I would tell people that I just got married on stage, there was always some dickhead who would be like you know, say something negative. And I'm like, sure. don't put that shit on me. Yeah. Just because you married the wrong person, you dipshit yeah. or whatever, you yep. know? Yep. You don't know that's going to happen to someone else exactly. because of your negative experience. Exactly. But people love to, uh, to love to do that. What's harder to have, uh, boys or girls? Because you have one of, you have one boy and two girls. Mm. To be honest, girls are harder to have. <laughs> girls just are because, expensive. Yeah. yeah. Girls, girls just have a lot more, more uh, they're not even hard. They're not, not hard. They're, they're sweethearts, just, and they're, yeah. they're not difficult at all. It's just the things that they like and do and want to are more expensive. The most expensive thing he asked for is a video game update Nintendo every thing. so many years. You know, it's like yeah. not that big of a deal, and he could care less about fashion. My buddy Brian's always pointing out, he's like, yeah, daughters daughters will come check on you when you're old you know your no. sons will be like hope you're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably depending on how you raise them you yeah know? yeah that's depending true all my friends them. who uh who were really good with the ladies back in the day they're all ended up with girls every, oh yeah every one of them that's their karma bro exactly. <laughs> he's a sensitive sweetheart yeah. he really is he's a good good kid and he has the musical gift he can pick up just about anything yeah they all do and jam that's pretty cool He's good. Do they understand uh, that you have to be on the road sometimes? And yeah, yeah. Was that they're used to it? Was that super hard to leave it to leave them at first, especially when they're little? Oh my gosh, yeah, man. Um, I've had to miss some significant things, and it's not that I want to. It's just it's a paycheck, you know. Then I have to yeah. go to work, and we have to pay the bills that month, so I have to be there. But yeah, like my daughter just sang at the the St. Louis Cardinals Stadium. Oh really? Which, yeah, she she got to sing the 
like the opening national she anthem thing. She sang God Bless America before the game. Yeah, on the Cardinals field with the Memphis. players and everything. No but, shit. Yeah, and like I was, I, like I had planned and planned to have it off, and then my guy called me and he's like, "Bro, we got you a headline position at this festival. Like you can't turn it down." And I was like, "That's really good money." And yeah. I was like, shit. So, but yeah, that just happened like two weekends ago, and so. But luckily, my wife is cool as shit, you know. She can she's, she can handle it, man. She rented her own her own the hotel room, did everything. Got yeah. her own Ubers, drive down to the stadium, takes her, you know. That's important, man. My, it is important. My my wife is, and that they don't freak out and they get mad or yeah. you know what I'm saying. She she understands that this is how we make the money, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes if I'm on the road for like two days, sometimes my wife and I won't even talk unless there's something to talk about mm-hmm. because she's just you know she's just not that girl that has to be like. Let's talk every five seconds. Yeah, kind of thing. And uh, I mean, if if we do talk, it's not that we don't you know want to talk to each other and we text and all that stuff. But she's really secure, and it makes it easy. You know, it makes it so much easier. Bro, sometimes I'll I'll get off stage, and I know she'll be asleep, but I won't even have called her before I got on stage because all I've had to talk with people and be doing things for two hours Mm -hmm. before meet and greets and shit and all this stuff, and so. I don't even t- I talk to her like five o'clock in the afternoon, and then she's like, "Well, she doesn't even get mad." Is my point? Like, she doesn't like leaving text. Like, I haven't talked to you. I'm going to bed. Blah, blah, blah. She just, "Hey, yeah. I'm going to bed. I guess you got busy. or You went on stage, so let's talk to you in the morning." I'm like, cool. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a hundred percent of my really success is that this. she is all there for me. Not that yeah. I love it when he's gone, but we handle it. And I'm not even yeah. saying that because she's sitting here in the room with me. She just, it's, no, I know. You have to have a um, yeah. It's like yeah. a fucking business. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a partnership. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? There's like no jealousy or, well, I don't cheat on her though. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't even look at girls. I don't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's just, yeah. So I know she don't cheat on me. You know what I'm saying? We're just, I don't know. It's solid dog. So when you have that, it, it really helps shit work. Like, yeah. As far as this business goes. Yeah. You know? And she, total you, trust. You seem like you're probably good at organiz- organization and oh that my kind gosh. of stuff. Are you the? I try. This girl keeps me going. <laughs> like, yeah, we got a file, a whole file cabinet in there full of everything's filed away. All it's, the receipts. It's so like, funny, dude. I yeah. have the, I, my, my <laughs> wife does the same thing. We have a file cabinet and like, you know, I'll be like, you know, they need my insurance number, whatever, in whatever the fuck the case may be. And I'm like, I don't fucking know that. She's like, it's in the file. And I'm like, oh, all right. You know, yeah. like, 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 like do I they need see, my birth certificate? I haven't seen my birth certificate since I was like, I've never seen it. I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> I see now, I see now yeah. why old people, when they're together, you know, like, I find myself saying shit like, what do I like here? You know, and like, what did I get here last time I was here? And shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, you start counting on them for that kind yep. of stuff. Yep. <laughs> you know? We do that all the time. Yeah. You know, what do I get? Order for me. I can't remember. We, no, man. we I... split shit all the time. Yep. Like, a couple mm-hmm. of old people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're best friends. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. And it makes it, those time. those little things, like, like I used to hate going to, it was, it was something like, you couldn't tell people because I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel like a cheap ass. I just hated wasting shit. But you go to a dinner with a restaurant, a girl with a, go to dinner with a girl and you know they get like a salad and appetizer and drinks and all this shit i'm like fuck this is gonna be like two hundred dollars one night and then they'd be like do you want it to go box and they're like most of their food left and they'd be mm-hmm. like no and i'm thinking fucking no i'll eat that shit for two days <laughs> yeah, you right? know i'm like no box it up i'm yeah. not gonna hang out with this chick anymore yeah. anyway yeah. but my wife and i we split stuff and we don't mm-hmm. waste we don't we don't waste a bunch of shit and uh those little things you know those little being able to agree at a restaurant about what you're going to eat and all that shit and and her handling stuff that I'm just not good at like we went to Ireland and 
man, she had a fucking three ring notebook, like laminated and shit, like all the stuff we're gonna do and how to get there and the hotels and all the numbers and all that that's crap. Fantastic. Yes, and yeah. I'm like, dude. I After would, you watch that abroad show, you'll be so than, proud of her. Oh man, and we got there, and you're driving on the ro- other side of the road, which I was not ready for, mm-hmm. and she was she was able to do it. I like hit something in no time. Damn. And, and she was able to drive See? on the other side. She's like fucking Jason Bourne, like going around, <laughs> like, <laughs> going around the roundabouts and shit. Yeah, and, you know, and we were just in the Cayman Islands, and she did the same thing. We're driving on the left hand side of the road, and. And they're counting the roundabouts, like, one, the exits, one, two. And I looked at her at one point, and I go, I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about right now, <laughs> like, counting the exits and counting the roundabouts. Like, it's just a different thing, but yep. she's just... She had it. Yeah. That's she was, awesome. Yeah, Good for her. It, it made it so much... She makes my life a lot easier. Yeah, that's your other half, bro. That's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, she does make my life a lot easier and, and kind of spoils me, to, Dude. Be honest, to be honest with you. I never realized how I leave. So I do this shit. What you're doing right now? So I'm on the road, like, and I'm like, oh my god, I hate all these dudes around me. Like, I need my wife right now. Like, it's just, I don't know. No one does. I don't know. Like, I've been on so many tours. Yeah, she takes care of me. She she'll pack um she'll pack uh like food for me and and just it's just great, man. She's just cool. Yeah. And if if and when we have a kid, that was a big big reason that I, you know, wanted to be, wanted to marry her is because I'm like, I'm not going to find a better mother. You exactly. Know? And that, that's, that's important. I've got that joke in my neck now about if I'd had a kid with some of the girls I hooked up with. Oh yeah. That, that was hysterical. Was like, <laughs> it's funny how I can't even remember my, when I'm off stage and I go to tell, remember a joke. I can't, I have, <laughs> I have to be on stage. Like sometimes. in your routine. Yeah. And in yeah. the rhythm of it mm-hmm. to even remember it. I'm no, there, you was, hit the nail on the head with that. No, dude, I can remember like, they're like, what's the second verse of that? So I'm like, uh, I have to like actually sing the whole song out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's that way. Do you ever, have you ever forgotten your lyrics? Yeah, bro. But I'm a, I, like, I got real pro at that like early on. So I just got real good at like, like I'm really it. good at, at uh, improvisation. improvisation, but not that, um, you know, matching the lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, just rhyming and shit real quick. Well, I was watching some of your show, and, and, you know, what I think is cool as shit about what you do is that you can, you can get these people fired up and sing a song, and, and, and then you can talk to them for a second, like, Mm -hmm. in between songs, the little things you can say, and, and you can come up with your own lines, funny lines for every show. You know, yeah. talk, I'll help you, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> See, I know they're funny, you know, huh? Because they're already loving you. You yeah. just fucking rile them up with this kick-ass song, you know, and you're jumping around and shit, and they yeah. already love you. So then you throw out something funny, and they're like, ah, oh, and this motherfucker's this hilarious. So, uh, <laughs> you know? I never even thought of that. That would be so awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just an, an added element to your thing, you know, just mm-hmm. be funny in between there, too. Have yeah. a couple of, you know, I love Seattle because X, Y, Z, you know, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. It's just throw it out there. Yeah, bro. And then every city, I love Phoenix because X, Y, Z. You uh, just change the name of the city. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll oh, get the same man. laugh and they'll fucking love it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, man. He always uh, usually, well, depending on where he's at, he's usually bitching at them to be more grateful about their marijuana laws. Yeah, I saw some of that. So I, I saw that, yeah. Uh, kids kids always give me shit. They're like, dude, why are you always talking about weed so much? I'm like, because the only person don't live in Missouri, dude. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Live if you Missouri. get pulled over in like Texas with with pot, like you're done, son. You, your life can be fucking yep. seriously altered. <laughs> I'm like, you kids forget about that shit. Like, you don't even Missouri. realize. 
You know that could change in a second. I have a line in my act towards the end where I talk about cops and how they get mad when you lie to them, and the cop was like, "You lied to me," and that was because that's what a cop said to me in Columbia, Missouri. Pulled me over and asked me if there was pot or anything in the car, if he was going to find anything in the car, and I said no, like a dumbass. I was like 25 years old, and of course he found this one hitter or something. And then, and then he's like, well, you lied to me. And I was just like, oh, oh my Jesus. God. Girl. It sounded like so personal. Like, like so I really long. just hurt his feelings. Yeah. Like, like, well, you lied to me. <laughs> like, fuck, are you my dad? What are you talking about? You're a cop. I'm supposed to lie to you, you dickhead. To- <laughs> I'm really the first guy that's ever lied to you, officer dickhead. <laughs> oh, that is so great, dude. So great. I, I really. Columbia's am- decrim now. Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, yeah oh, it's yeah. like the only place like in Missouri where it's like decriminalized or whatever. Yeah, uh, you know well, what? Missouri has always been cooler than Kansas, though. Missouri will will end up being. We hope it's been on the ballot. Don't they like cross the state already? line or something close. over there? Because like they they sell beer later or something in Missouri than they do in Kansas. Or yeah, they sell beer later and they sell it on Sundays. Oh, they don't sell beer on Sundays in Kansas. No. I don't oh think so. Shit balls. Pretty sure they don't know. <laughs> Maybe you can buy three two beer. Mm. I don't know. I don't think so though. I don't think you can buy. There's places in Missouri you can't. Foresight, right? Forty five minutes from here, you can't buy beer in a grocery store, and you can't buy it after a certain time oh, well, on yeah. the weekends. Yeah. Every place is different. Springfield's pretty awesome. There's a place in Conway, Arkansas. It's where a lot of my family lives, and I think it's a totally dry town. They don't have alcohol or anything, so I imagine if you got pulled over with pot there, that'd be a big deal. Oh, that'd yeah. be a big score for them. Should be on the news. <laughs> Toad suck, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> marijuana bust. We found a nugget of marijuana. But <laughs> 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 Eureka Springs is decrimmed as well. Yeah. But I guess they're kind of a... You know, I mean, if... Yeah, it's just crazy that 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 pot wouldn't be legal in some places or so frowned upon for for so long, especially after they found so many medical benefits and. Oh yeah, bro, and dude, they make. It's kind of a joke yeah, at this point. We all I'm know. hoping that, that things will change here soon. There's a, they work very hard at it here in Springfield. Springfield Normal works very hard, and it's been on the ballot before and was really close. And I think eventually it'll. We'll have our day. Yeah. Yeah, I hope. I'm yeah. optimistic. <laughs> yeah, well, supposedly it's it's legal in California now, but I don't know that you can just... Actually, I think the deal is if you go buy it now in California, they put you on, like, a list, and then you get then you get taxed at the end of the year. I don't know. I'm not saying this right, but it's something fucking crazy that my mm. wife mm. was telling me about. You're better off just doing the... Just yeah, doing, I never uh, do a medical pot. Yeah, I can never do it in California because it's always medical. But I guess they did legalize it now for recreational. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they're selling it yet. Yeah, recreationally, it, it's be- it, they do sell it recreationally. But oh. they like like I said, it's better to just get medical because of yeah. Dude, when I went to Venice Beach, they were still urging the medical. Yeah, they were still uh, trying to <laughs> lure you in for your medical license. Wherever I was just at, they um. You can get a pot license for literally anything. It's yeah. hilarious. A friend of mine has one for pain due to travel. I'm like, didn't you feel like kind of a puss? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't come up with anything better. Yeah, telling somebody like, with I a straight face. I at least pain. have a lot of good reasons what I could walk in with and feel honest about it. Pain <laughs> due to travel. Just tell them you're anxious as shit and need some weed. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so the hardest part about being a musician is is probably being away from your kids. Yeah, definitely. My wife. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
Do you go on the road with him sometimes? Probably with three kids. Oh, and hardly ever. If I do, it's like we <coughs> make like a little vacation out of it or something like that. Yeah. Every once in a while. Like we just, I told you, we took the kids to Hollywood. He had some shows while we were in California. We stayed all up and down. We had a blast just hanging out while he was working. Yeah. And then, like, we, he'll plan a tour around a vacation for my sake. Like, I want to go home to Corpus Christi to see my grandparents. This August, my grandpa turns 92 in a couple weeks. So, so I'm doing a four-day Texas, Texas tour. And, and then after I do the tour, we're going to celebrate her birthday, her grandpa's birthday, and stay down there for another week. Okay. So that he has a good reason to go, too, and sure. we can make some money. It pays for the way. vacation. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I always try to do that mm -hmm. if, if I can. When we went to Ireland, I did a couple shows. Because, first of all, you can write off write part of it off yeah. on your taxes. Exactly. Um which is another, like you are talking about receipts. I Man, save all I of those that shit. I give every one of them <laughs> yeah. to my girl. I'm like, here you go, shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. every time we go to... <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I won't tell all my <laughs> tax secrets on, <laughs> on the podcast. but uh, Expenses are necessary when you are Oh, yeah, and you realize all the stuff you can yeah. write off. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, because you literally pretty much have to write off anything. Oh, I'm going to wear this on stage. Uh, yep. Stage clothes. There you go. Well, bro. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of expenses that I don't even realize that you can use, you know, but I'm like, yeah. Well, it's not like a regular job where they're taking those taxes out of every paycheck. You think about it all year and it's time to follow and you're like, crap, where are all those receipts? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. What's the biggest venue you've ever done? Um, uh, it's, uh, usually I do like these festivals and they'll have like 15, 20,000 people. And awesome. Yeah. Um, I've done uh, I've done a few of a few of those that are just you can't even see the end of the crowd, bro. It's like whoa, this is pretty crazy. What was the moment, <clears throat> or was there a moment that you were able to start doing it for a living? What changed the game for you? Uh, like I said, whenever I quit the band um, and just started taking dude. The... So when you were with the band, what else did you do for a living? I uh, just anything just dishwasher. Okay, yeah. I worked mostly. construction. She mostly worked, and I took care. Our kids were babies. See, because it was a pretty successful band, right? Yeah, the band was really successful. So it, it, you know, that's something people don't realize. They're like, oh, they're killing it. They're making a lot of money. Yeah, yeah we know, didn't you know. make any money. Yeah, no, we made. <clears throat> the band we made, made good money at our shows, but I mean, even if you make like two thousand dollars, you know, for the night. Like that's like we have to like pay for the the car payment for the van is like three or three or four hundred bucks that month, and then we got a trailer that we pay for, and we have, we're all we all have yeah we're buying new T-shirts and CDs because all the fucking time, bro. But besides all that, we're all um, we got a bass bass cabinet, guitar guitar amps, drums, buying new drum heads. There's those brake drums. It's just like everything all the time. It's like right. and so like. I don't know, man. Even if you play five shows at two thousand dollars, that's ten thousand dollars. Like, dude, that that ten thousand dollars is like gone in no time. It's just so now when you the band behind you, do I you... pay for my backing bands now. Okay. So now if I go somewhere and so I... it's a different band all the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. Like when I go to L.A. and stuff, I have a band that he I has hire. favorites. Yeah. I have yeah, I have different bands for different spots because like I said, I play in California a lot, so I just have a band that I always work with when I go out there. Okay. But um. Like a band for Hawaii. His, yeah, I go to Hawaii a lot. And Guam so, band. Yeah, I go to Guam. And that gets crazy. Uh, yeah. We have Guam, a Texas band that's yeah, Off the coast of Japan, bro. He would never like... They called me one time. They're like, hey, you want to come out here and play? I was like, what? And yeah, dude, I went out there and it was crazy. I was like Justin Bieber, bro. They were, like, had like <laughs> three news stations. You can check it out on YouTube. It's You've insane. been two or three times now. No, I've been back several times. Yeah, or a couple times. But um, 
they like have like the news vans out there like interviewing you and shit. Like they had a press conference. So they Guam put me up at the hill and, and shit. Yeah. yeah, they brought out Miss Guam and her fucking sash and shit. And like to, to take pictures. It was really I was cool. like, dude, I'm just Josh Hines. I'm not like I can't imagine somebody really famous coming here. Like it was crazy, but they love reggae and they love Josh. He does great there. Yeah, yeah. well, you're a badass man. It was <laughs> it was. It was uh, you Thanks, know, man. It, it was, you know, it was, it's cool to uh, meet somebody and and you know get along with them and like them and then and then be like, wow, this motherfucker is really good. At this shit. You <laughs> hey, know? that's exactly how we felt. Exactly, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, exactly man. How we yeah, felt. I had a really good time here in Springfield. Yeah, man. I hope that comedy club uh, stays successful. I like the, the, I call him a kid. He's thirty-two though. Um, Chris, he's a different breed of cat, man. He's funny. Bro, they, he is hilarious. He's a funny guy, and and he's just he's just got a different way about him, mm-hmm. you know. In I a, hope in it a makes good it way. for our sake. What's funny? To go see comedy, and we waited for years in Springfield to have yeah. something somewhere to go. Well, you guys used to have that place, Sir Sir Laughs and Sir Gregory's or whatever, uh-huh. but it, it wasn't a good so it wasn't a good room. It no, was, it was really big and too airy. Yeah, we had the Funny Bone back in the day, and I think they brought like some people like in the eighties, like maybe like Sam Kennison might have came to Springfield one time, but like. Yeah, I remember that was like a big deal because they had like the police academy guy. I remember he Michael came Winslow. here. Yeah, I remember he came here one time and like all of Springfield was freaking out. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we haven't had comedy in forever, and so now like until the Galois reopened, <coughs> they brought Seinfeld and that, and then Dave Chappelle. Yeah, well, no, but not like Seinfeld a real comedy club where you could actually like you know it's a, it's a small like intimate mm-hmm. venue. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. the comedy store or something in Hollywood. Yeah, so. but we even had then a- we didn't have anybody. We had a sold out show last night, and he was really happy about that. And, and hell yeah! And I hope it. Um, I, I just hope it goes well because it's a perfect room for it, comedy. Yeah, as far man. as the 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 measurements <laughs> of it, like the the width of it and the length of it, and just I'm like, fuck, you guys have been sitting on this for how long? Yeah, this bro. room is you know, it's funny perfect. He used What's to play funny there is we <laughs> they used to rent that room yeah. out, and like the. The, okay, so if you just like walk the, the in. The stage used to be on the other end, right? Yeah, it's on the very back. I can't imagine how horrible that would oh, be. Oh, it was horrible, bro. And they used horrible. to just let any band. We used, we, we used to rent it out and try to have our own concerts there. We'd have like have five parties. friends that would show up and there's like a private party <laughs> place, you know what I'm saying? Than that. Yeah, but I was like, so whenever I heard that they were doing comedy shows up there, I was like, well, that place is fucking horrible, we're bro. Like, like, I can't imagine. Did it. Yeah. And so then we went in there and saw Chris Kattan, and they had it all set up like a real comedy room. I was yeah. like, whoa. Just changing the position <clears> of the stage. Yeah, the lighting, it. everything's perfect. Like, that, that, well, I was he like, takes it, his time seating cool. everybody and doing it the right mm-hmm. way, making it all nice. Uh, and I told him last night, and he's receptive to this stuff, too. Like, like I was like, hey, man, because the second show was, wasn't near as full. And there was half the room was here, and the other half was back here. And I'm like, hey man, if they're not, if they're cool with it, make them sit together. That'll mm-hmm. change everything. You know, this will be a shit show, or it'll be pretty good if you see them right. And they did. He mm-hmm. listened to me, which a lot of people won't do. They're like, oh, that's our policy. I'm like, yeah. that's a stupid policy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all about energy. Yeah. You know, you know exactly. it's all about energy. Yeah. Man. And. Uh, he was receptive to that, and he's just—he's just—he's uh, a good dude, and I, I just hope it works out because Springfield should be packed for comedy. You know, it oh. should be—it's it something be a... new and fun for Springfieldians <coughs> to do. We don't. And have it's a, it, yeah, it's a third. People always t- say that to me. They're like, what, "Why do you live in the town?" I've never even heard. I've heard of St. Louis, Kansas City, but I'm like, dude, it's the third biggest city. It's like. It's like a little big city, you know. It's yeah, like, hey, I love. It. It's a shit cool little. It's a cool little city too. Like it's it's kind of a it's kind of eclectic, and uh, I don't know what the word for it, but it's got like a 
maybe an Austin feel a little bit, and but it's got its own thing. It's just because yeah. all the colleges, I get that. Yeah, too. it's I a small town, but it's not like a bunch of freaking hillbillies. No, you know, there's no, certainly we have those. Because there's certainly those people here. Yeah, oh yeah. In the in the small town surrounding Springfield, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But Springfield has everything. We have a lot of fun stuff and a lot of great culture and things to Shit do. Shit ton of restaurants. I'm buying you stop I love at? it here. I, I don't know the name of the town, but I stopped and I walked in. First of all, there was there was a guy smoking at the cigarette at the gas pump. Yeah, of course. When I got out of my car, there was two of them. And then I walked in, and I go, "Do you guys have any seltzer water?" And she goes, "We don't serve. We don't have. We don't sell hard liquor." <laughs> And I was just in one of those moods where I didn't even want to explain it to her. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I couldn't find it on my own, but I was hoping they had it, so I went ahead and asked her, and she's like, and then she told me that, and I'm like, what do you, you know, I didn't even know what to say to her at that point. I was just like, okay, and I walked out, and then there was a third person smoking at the pump, and I was like, I'm not all that smart, but I think I could be mayor of this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I oh wish I knew where you were. I wish I did too. Because towns. I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna. I, I I put that on Facebook actually, and and uh, I think I'm gonna put that in my act. I think it's pretty funny. Dude, I never like <laughs> realized how crazy it is here. Like so many fucking weirdo backwards people and shit. But like, cause I always just like hanging out, doing well, my thing. We have a great bike, group of friends. Walking around, doing shit. All my yeah. friends are normal and shit. Everybody blazes, hangs out, kicks it, you know, listens to reggae, whatever, rock, whatever, it don't matter. But, uh, <clears throat> until I get on motherfucking Facebook, dude, and I'll like, cause I follow the local news stations. Yeah. Oh my crap, bro. I have to like, unlike, like I'll, I'll like, like their page, but I'll unfollow them so I have to see the shit. Right. Dude. The comments, bro. The comments on the local stories from the local people. Oh, it's yeah. Scary. It, oh, it brings them out of the woodwork. I'm oh, like, these yeah. people live in Springfield? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, you have to avoid That's scary. Things. That's why I don't trust Yelp reviews. Because uh, anyone who takes the time to get on there and, and bitch about something in detail, like, <laughs> like something this long, I'm like. I do take I'm, them. And Katie got mad at me the day before because I was like, dude, this place, the people are saying this place sucks. And she's like, see who they are. And like so, we start like checking it out, like and, and like, they're assholes. Like yeah, you said, it's always somebody who does that in their day to day life. Like it would have to be so extremely bad for me to do a Yelp review. A, I would contact the manager first and not get on yeah. Yelp. Yeah, and make it right. Mess with someone's there. livelihood. It doesn't. But it like never goes away. In this instance, it was a new restaurant. He is bad about that. He wants to Yelp everything and see the reviews before we try it. But there's this new Mexican restaurant I love. Yeah, Mexican you gotta realize food. who you're, who's reviewing it. It's some yeah. tight ass fucking Exactly. So this is how we <laughs> this is how I proved it to him. We have this new restaurant open up. It's called Frida. It's got these beautiful paintings of Frida everywhere. Oh, I'm gonna try that. He gets on here and he starts checking the reviews and he goes, I don't know. They've already gotten a few bad ones. And I was like, what could they possibly be about? So I read them and I said, you know what? Go check your favorite restaurant. His favorite is El Puente. So I said, go to El Puente's page and read their reviews. Have you ever done that? Well, no. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. And it's his favorite place. And they were like, oh, they have the two most terrible service. The food is bland. Yeah. I mean, they were just ripping it apart. And he was like, ah, no, that's my favorite restaurant. So I was yeah. just showing them what to each their own. Let's you know what gets under own. me more than anything? The three words M-E-H. When someone, te- when me. someone writes <laughs> me, I'm like, really? You're a grown up, and that's your review. Me, <laughs> yeah, right. like it was okay. Me, <laughs> fuck you and your bullshit yeah. review. Who do you think you are, right? Me, because I've had people on my, my YouTube own. do that. Me, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I wish I could find this. Oh, dude. <laughs>
don't get me started. James Do you read YouTube comments? Oh, bros. Yeah, man. Oh, we get like, the worst. Man, you remember when I had that long hair? I got so many Justin Bieber comments. I was about to lose my fucking oh, mind. I'm like, dude, I'm a white guy that plays reggae from Missouri. That's all I hear. Oh, I'm sure you. Yeah. 24-7. I'm like, hey, man. Hey, I don't even talk like that. You're like, just like, people just say shit to me all the time. Yeah. yeah. We get everything. We get stuff all the time. We've gotten really good. I've gotten much better at dismissing stuff and making him dismiss it. <laughs> that's that's what I was going to say earlier. You talk about your wife and how, how they help you. She's like, dude, so many times, like... I want to write somebody back and be like, fuck you, you know what I mean? And she's like, dude, if you write that and send that, they can screenshot. They have that forever. Yeah. They have Josh Heinrichs being a complete asshole and they can t- post it to everybody. Yeah. Oh my God. Calm down. It's like, ah, delete. <laughs> but yeah, bro, like, without her, I would have lost my career a long time Because he, <laughs> he could read 200 positive comments mm. in one shitty one and it will just dismiss every it fine so thing he funny. read and it will ruin everything and he will focus on that one Absolutely. and break his heart. And I, I hate that. It's so that. funny that you say that because I am the exact same way. I've got videos that will have 2,000 likes and 100 dislikes and I'm like, and that that's like a 90% win, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm like, Fuck those hundred people. Yeah, yeah. Who are these assholes? Yeah. That's the same. <laughs> you know? The, the, the ones that get me are the ones that I can't control. Because I'll, I'll just leave people's negative comments on my video. I'm like, fuck it, you know? Like, I, don't, I, don't want, I just want to have good stuff. But, uh, yeah, like on other people like that post videos of me. And then the people are like, right, talking shit. And I'm like, oh, I can't control any of this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got one up that people were talking about a lot. and Most of them were positive. But every now and again, I'd be like, oh, this is just an annoying dude trying to be funny and shit uh, like that. And I'm it, like, dude, I'd like to find this son of a bitch. That's what I'm saying. I never I know I did that in one take. I wasn't yeah. trying to be funny. I'm funny. You yeah, dude, that's You me. don't know me. Uh. <laughs> it's a world of kids out there just talking shit, though. I mean, that is what the internet is. Yeah. But you know Everybody what? That. That also is like a big problem in this country, and I talk about this on almost every podcast I seem to touch on it, is that like, we're all that way on some level, mm-hmm. you know, like, like people, like anytime someone says something controversial and someone will be like, everyone's up in arms about it, and I'm like, really? Because I don't know one person who gives a shit, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm trying to, what point I'm trying to make here, but oh, we focus on the negative stuff rather than rather than uh, the positive. A lot of times, even if it's just one person making the noise, you know. Yeah, exactly or, what she just said. One dumb saying. drunk bitch comes yeah. out after a show and goes, "You mm-hmm. sucked." After a hundred people told you you were great, yeah. that's the one I'll remember is yep. that bitch, you know. Or, yep. I've gotten better about that though. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. You have to like really make a uh, conscious effort to you know just yeah. not let it affect you. Yeah, man, I don't know. Because you can't please everybody. You're never any job that going you to do, please you're everyone. Never please everybody. When I watched Paul Rodriguez, um, when I very first started, it was in the comedy club I started out in, and they were paid people had paid thirty bucks a piece to get in. It was packed. Everyone was just laughing, and every word he, everything that came out of his mouth, they just thought it was gold. But you could still look around the room and see people just with their arms crossed and shitty look on their face and you're like, oh, that's when I realized you can never please oh, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> ever, yeah. you know. Totally. Now I pick on them, bro. Look, those guys, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, dude, I had a guy just at my last concert the night before. He was like this, with his girlfriend, dude, his girlfriend is right next to him. Obviously, they came because she wanted, she's a fan and she's just like singing every word, having my fade and he's just like this the whole time. So, bro, I'm just like, all right, everyone want to sing along? You know, it's one of the songs I always do that because people sing along. And dude, I just put the mic right in his face. <laughs> and he's fucking, I'm sure shit had to. He want to look like a dick. But I just, right there, 
<laughs> it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm start doing that. <laughs> there's always somebody though. That's why you can't let. There's always somebody who sits right in the front and looks like they just want to kill you. Does yeah. And, but, but then sometimes those people will come up to you afterwards and go, "That was awesome." Mm-hmm. And, and I have, had this guy mad yeah. dogging me one time, and I dude, I like was like I started like singing in, into his face, and, like singing at him, you know, and stuff, just to try and get him into it. He came up to me after the show. He's like, "Bro, that was the best show I've ever been." I was like, "Bro, I thought you like hated me the whole time." Yeah. And then some people get focused, and they may you may be taking them he was the wrong he way. was yeah. taking it in. He yeah. was like he was like entranced by it. dude. This guy after I said that, I was like I was like, "Bro, I didn't even tell him that I thought he was mad dogging me." But I was like, I just I was like, "That's the guy." Dude, after he told me he loved me and everything, he was at the merch table afterwards. He pulls out a fucking sketchbook and he's like, I drew this of you. Dude, it was a like perfect sketch of me singing. Wow. And I, not while I was singing, but he had done it before. Huh. And I was like, well, this guy really is like a big fan. Like, yeah. I, you just can't. Yeah, you, you can't. Never know. Yeah. yeah. And, and within the last year, I've really realized that and tried not to let crowds that suck get to me. Yeah. Sometimes it's unavoidable. I can't help it. I'm mm-hmm. only human. But for the most part, I. Because I was, I did this Sunday show, and I know I've told this story on my podcast before, but I did this Sunday show, and it was just a normal, average Sunday show, nothing special. I didn't feel great about it. And this old man came up to me afterwards, and he said, he told me I was the funniest comic he'd ever seen. Uh-huh. And I was like, am I the first? And he goes, nope, I've seen a lot, but you're the best. That's and ever funny. since then, I've been like, you don't know when people are really, because I'm still doing the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, so there's going to be people who are getting it, and mm-hmm. people who appreciate it, even if... It doesn't always seem like it. Yeah. If I can't hear it the way I want to, I get so spoiled to that that I'm like, oh, they fucking suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are the crowds oftentimes <clears throat> that I sell the most merchandise and they come up and are the most engaging afterwards. And yep. a lot of times I'll have a show where I felt like I destroyed and people couldn't stream past me quicker. Yeah. Like, like I had a disease or something. Dude, that I'm happens like, to me all the time. I'm like, oh, I fucking murdered last night. I go on YouTube <laughs> and I'm like looking, you know, the latest videos to see if anybody uploaded a cool, you know, I'm like, because that show was killed last night. Somebody had to, I, I saw 20 cameras out there fucking recording. Yeah. Dude, not one video. And then like I'll keep checking for like a week and nothing. And I'm like, Damn. That was a killer show. Like yeah. the crowd was raging. Like nobody put a video. But then up. one like, that you were miserable. Oh, the fur dude. Playing, I, they'll be all over the place. I played in yeah. Boise, Idaho, like a month or two ago, and I was dude. They didn't have a fucking green room. I was like, what? the place is packed. It was sold out. Sold out show. It was like three or four hundred people. It's a small venue, but. There's no green room. And so they have like yeah. these curtains like back. It was like a... Some people uh, don't realize how awkward that is to be bro. among people before you get on stage. Uh, well, not even that. Like they have like these curtains back there. Kind of like last night where they just have like a curtain you can like stand behind kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. That's what they did. Sometimes it'll <clears throat> prevent you from getting on stage. If that's what it did. Yeah. So I had to walk. So the, the stage is up here and I had to walk through the crowd this way to get on stage. And there was no like going on the sides or anything because it was straight walls, you know? And the, sta- the wall, the stage touched both sides of the wall. So I had to walk through the crowd. Dude, this in Boise, Idaho. Everybody is fu- There's two opening bands before I went on stage, and everybody is just, like, so drunk. Like, they were, like, giving, like, people, like, the biggest cups of beer and shit, like, ever. Yeah. And I just, like, was making a note to myself, like, about how everybody was just wasted, you know? I couldn't believe it. Like, it was crazy. And then I'm going to walk on stage, and, dude, like, I get pushed, like, multiple times, you know, but like these dudes, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm going on stage to fucking sing for you guys. Like, what the fuck? And, <laughs> and this you guy, accidentally bumped them and they shoved you. No, yeah, and, no, I didn't do anything. And this other guy just fucking shoves me like so hard. Like, I almost fell down. And he's like, get the fuck out of the way, faggot. Just like everybody talking shit to me. 
And finally, I get through, yeah, I get up on the stage, and I was irate, dude. I was like, I lost it. And I was just like, you might not abuse the fucking singer when he's coming up to the stage and tell him to get out of your way and shit and, like, push me. And I was like, that, you guys, like, (laughs) dude, I, like, I didn't even perform. I just stood there and, like, sang my songs for an hour. And he was like, I'm never going back to Boise, but I felt so bad because I started reading the comments, and there were those people there that felt horrible and were so embarrassed. Like, I saw everything happen. Dude, after that, dude, people were leaving the club. This guy got tased outside by the cops because he was jumping on people's cars, and he broke some dude's windshield. Like, people were unruly They did not represent the city very well. Yeah. Alcohol fucking changes people, man. And, like, mass amounts of everybody, like, drinking like that and getting all crazy. Like, I've been to plenty of... I've been doing this forever, bro. And I've been... Tons of shit where people get drunk and like day shows where it's that all That one really yeah. stuck out to him. It was miserable. That was the worst show ever, bro. And like, I couldn't even like play my show. It was so. Yeah, like, I understand at comedy clubs they have to make money on drinks and stuff, but every now and again I'll work some club that has like a drink special with like a fish bowl or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and people just get hammered and, and, it's like, you know, it creates heckling. That's what I love about the Comedy Magic Club. They don't serve shots. They don't serve doubles. Nice. Um, because it's all about the show. Yeah, they don't want People getting inebriated and hollering shit Just out have a beer or something and relax. And, <laughs> and it just so happens the Comedy Magic Club probably makes more money than any freaking club. Nice. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's very it successful. And it's because they do shit the right way. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, gosh. So anyway, we're right around uh, right around an hour, so we can wrap this up. I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to TikTok forever. <laughs> no, no, dude. I appreciate it. It's been great. I just like to I like to close it around an hour. And, yeah, cool. And I also want to try to uh, put one of your tracks on the end of this, so people can people can hear you. Oh, and, cool. Um, so yeah, where can people reach you? Uh, JoshHeinrichs.com. Like just Google Josh Heinrichs, and that's all me. Everything that comes up. It's okay. All me, yeah. There's yeah. no other. Josh Heinrichs reggae dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely, uh, definitely got the got a market cornered on that. It's yeah. uh, it's cool, man. It's it's awesome to see you, and I like to see some more shows. And now that I know you're gonna be in California. Oh yeah, man! I'll definitely link you up, bro. Okay, we're, we're homies now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun. Man. Um, so yeah, check him out, Josh Heinrichs, and uh, yeah, that's about all we got for you guys. There was something I was gonna tell you, I can't remember. Oh yeah, go to makingithappen.com and support a little Bo Macon and my tour dates are on timgathercomedy.com and uh, thanks for the support. Like and share and comment positively because we'll just delete that negative shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and uh, God bless all of you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Yeah.